What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Jam-packed show for you once again today, so we got to get rolling. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to us here on ESPN Radio. It's Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. The Grizz, they got a new number 37. We'll talk all about the second young man with Missoula Big Sky ties to get passed down the vaunted uh, number 37 jersey. Levi Janicaro, the 17th Grizz to get the honor. And the second from Missoula Big Sky. So where does that rank among Montana high schools? We'll break all that part of it down. The Lady Grizz have another uh, Division I transfer and uh, she comes from the ranks of the Big 12. Maggie Espen Miller uh, will join the group. Maggie Espen Miller McGraw, excuse me. Her name is so long it was not fitting on the full screen. So I had to back out and refresh the page. <laughs> but she's a transfer from Iowa State, a senior. She'll join the Lady Grizz. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And we'll talk some Bobcat football. We're headed to Bozeman tomorrow, coming to you live from the Sky Shed rooftop bar there at the Armory Hotel. So we'll talk Bobcat spring ball just a couple days away from the uh, the finality, the, the grand finale of Bobcat spring ball there at Bobcat Stadium. We also will continue our Big Sky Spotlight. We've been focusing on head coaches 
in in the football world of the Big Sky Conference that are new, and there's a bunch of them. We heard from Mickey Mental, Weaver State head coach, two weeks ago, and now Andy Thompson, who is a University of Montana alum and now the head coach at Sacramento State. He'll join us about 4.30. Also, we had an in-state product that's signing with MSU and women's hoops. Malia Egan joins the Bobcats. High praise and uh, some lofty comparisons for Egan compared to Darian White. Is that low-hanging fruit? Is that unfair? Either way, it's a coal strip product that's headed to MSU, uh, so we'll break down that signing as well. Carol, the Chicken Does No Sports will kick off hour number two, plenty of laughs. And uh, then we have the first installment of our, I guess it would be our fourth season of our Montana Football Hall of Fame covers. The Montana Football Hall of Fame, one of my favorite endeavors that I'm involved in. I'm on the board of directors and uh, help with the selections. I also head up the bios. And so I have the great pleasure of writing biographies on a couple guys that I've known for a very long time. Former Grizz great Colt Anderson, a Butte America native who then went on to play uh, for almost a decade in the National Football League and is still an assistant coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Mike Person. Similar stories for these guys. Mike Person hails from Glendive, Montana. He played for Montana State. He also went on to play nine seasons in the NFL, and he also is still a coach uh, in the National Football League working on uh, Mike McDaniel's staff there in Miami for the Dolphins. Uh, so we'll catch up with Mike Person probably next week. But Colt Anderson, the Butte Missile, one of the fans' favorites, one of Grizz Nation's favorites. He'll join us about 4.30, or 5.30, excuse me, uh, as the kickoff of our fourth season of Montana Football Hall of Fame coverage. We'll also tell you about the whole induction class, tell you about the banquet coming up in June in Billings, and uh, have some fun with our good buddy Colt. That's your show, Outlook. If you want to stream the show, you always can, ESPN-MT app, as well as on 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You can text, call, anything in between. We are going to need you to remember that because uh, here in about 15 minutes, I'm going to ask you to call me and ask me an intelligent question about Big Sky Conference football. It can be about the Grizz, the Cats, or another element of the Big Sky. Whoever comes through, whoever asks me a question, you're going to win a $50 gift card to Town Pump. Help you get around. You can use it on some fuel. You can use it on some gas. You can use it on some beer. You can use it on some wine, whatever you want. We got a $50 gift card for you coming up from Town Pump here in, uh, in about 15 minutes. So stay tuned for that as well. We start today with the continuation of our tradition. And I got to say, they certainly did a much better job with this this year than they did last year. And I don't want to get into all the the muddy details because it was certainly a mess last year. But last year, although the um, announcement was made on social media in July that Jace Lewis would be passing Montana's number 37 jersey down to Marcus Wellnell, that bestowing of the garment did not become officially official until Wellnell ran out of the tunnel for Montana's season opener against Northwestern State. Uh, So July, August, into the first week of September, uh, there was a lot of of weird stuff going on. But eventually Wellnell got the jersey. Eventually 
Uh, all is well that ends well, and Wellnell was a an All Big Sky performer last year and uh, played great during his senior year for the Grizz. Represented the program outstanding, and now Wellnell has passed the jersey along again, but they're doing it here in the spring. Uh, interesting and, and a little bit confusing as to why they didn't do it during the spring game, but either way, uh, they announced this yesterday. University of Montana did do a press release, and the new number 37 is one of Missoula's favorites, Levi Janicaro. He was a former Big Sky Eagle, a kid who was a quarterback at Big Sky. Uh, arbitrary tournament quarterback, though. He's like a Wildcat quarterback, a, a gun-run type quarterback. But he led Big Sky to one of their great single seasons, or one of their great regular seasons in school history. And uh, they were actually bounced in the in the quarterfinals of the AA playoffs by Sentinel, which halted one of the better runs the, the Eagles have ever had. But still, Janikara was a monster. He was a, a one-man offense. And um, one of the first calls Bobby Houck made when he took over as the head coach at Montana was to go down to Missoula Big Sky and, and make sure Levi Janikaro ended up a Grizzly. Janikaro started out his career as a fullback, but then he started cutting his teeth on special teams. And does this sound familiar? An under-recruited guy who cuts his teeth on special teams and then rises to great heights, breaks into the lineup, and, and now has an opportunity to... Uh, well, first of all, he's, he's going to wear 37, so he's going to be remembered forever. That's one of the coolest parts about it is it sort of makes you immortal in your legacy for no other reason than the guys that you are now associated with. But Janet Carroll also uh, had a breakout year last year, 87 tackles. Uh, he was an honorable mention, all-big sky guy, even though he was only a full-time starter for the second half of the year. And uh, just on a personal level, you know, as, as a big sky alum, uh, I've always been uh, close to Matt Johnson, the head coach of the big sky Eagles, and, and love spending time with Coach. He was my freshman football coach way back in the day when he first started at Big Sky. And I know Coach Johnson's very proud of the Big Sky guys that are currently playing for the, the Grizz, especially Janet Caro and Tyler Flink, both of whom will be seniors this next fall. Those guys went to the Grizz with about a half a scholarship between the two of them, and now they're both expected to be big-time contributors uh, for the second year in a row for the Grizz. So I know Coach Johnson, very proud of those guys. And I'm proud of Levi Janet Caro, man. Uh, the kid has has grown so much, not only as a football player. Um, I mean, he's one of the hardest-working guys on the team, weight room warrior, uh, certainly has earned the respect of all of his teammates because of the way he works in the weight room. But also, he's just grown so much as a person. And it's been well chronicled, the, the tragic loss that he and his little brother Coulter uh, experienced over the last couple of years. Their mom passed away, and uh, certainly so heartbreaking and, and so tough to, to lose uh, your maternal figure at such a young age. But both of those uh, young men have taken it uh, and, and used it as a, as a growing moment. And I, I think that they both have blossomed uh, after their mom passed away. And, and that's that's all you can do, right? I mean, that's the one thing we all have in common. Nobody makes it out alive. For better or worse, it's, it's just the reality of the situation. And, and all you can do when you lose the ones you love is, is keep on living for them. And those guys... Both the Janet Carroll brothers have done a great job of doing that. Uh, but I'm also just so proud of Levi because I remember when I first moved. He was a senior in high school when I first moved back to Missoula. So one of the first interviews I wanted to go do during that fall football season was down there at Big Sky because Big Sky was on this great run. And I remember setting up an interview with Coach Johnson. And Levi was just really, really shy and um, was nervous to to talk and be on the radio. And now here he is five years later and 
he's a spokesperson for the team. You know, Coach Houck is sending him over to do the the spring ball interviews uh, after the spring game, and he's able to describe things in great detail. And and he's just his charisma has grown so much. But it's not even just the charisma; it's just the, his confidence in himself and his ability to talk and his ability to communicate and his ability to to describe things that are, are meaningful to him. So I think this is cool. I, I think that the 37 jersey, first of all, we talked about this a bunch last fall, but this thing first started back in the 80s when Craig Paulson gave it to Tim Houck. And from Tim Houck to Todd Erickson, Todd Erickson to Jason Krebo, you know, Jason Krebo uh, to C.J. Pitcher, C.J. Pitcher to Lauren Utterback, Lauren Utterback to Carson Bender, their tradition was, bestowing it upon a young Montana guy who then had several years in the program. Well, then after Carson Bender blew his knee and both Utterback and Bender had not been superstar type uh, 37s, although both were great players, especially when they were healthy, they weren't like Todd Erickson or Tim Houck or Jason Krebo. Uh, Andy Pedic was in there, excuse me, Krebo to Pedic, Pedic to pitcher, pitcher to uh, Utterback, Utterback to Bender. So that was the sort of first era of 37s. But almost all those guys got the 37 jersey when they were a, fresh, a redshirt freshman or a sophomore and then wore it for two, three, four years. But then after Bender, because of his bad knee injuries, he then gave it to Ryan Featherston, and Ryan Featherston then gave it to Jordan Tripp. Jordan Tripp then gave it to Zach Wagaman, and, and that's the, type, the part of the era where it, it turned into not necessarily the upstart young guy from Montana who had several years left in the program, but instead... The superstar player from Montana, the best player from Montana. Now we haven't seen a guy wear it for more than two years. Uh, Jordan Tripp wore it for a couple years. Wagaman wore it for a couple, I think actually just one year. Caleb Kidder wore it for a year or two. Uh, Jesse Sims is the last guy to wear it for two years, the late Jesse Sims. Um, And then it's been Jace Lewis for a year, Marcus Wellnell for a year, and now Levi Janicaro for a year. And... So there's been a lot more star power behind it. Janicaro is like the marriage of the two, right? He's the upstart, former walk-on type guy. And Wellnell was a little bit in this mold as well, but Wellnell's so so athletically gifted that um, even though he, maybe he was under-recruited coming out of high school, he, he still had so much upside, and he wasn't necessarily the guy that had to... I, I don't know how to say this. Wellnell certainly was an overachiever. That is his personality, especially if you know the kid. But Janicaro is a guy that he didn't really know what position he was going to play when he came to the Grizz. He kind of was a positionless type tweener. That's sort of a marriage of the two, right? Janicaro is only going to wear this jersey for a year. He's a fifth-year senior. But also, he is sort of the, the old embodiment of the upstart underdog guy that represents you know the values of, of Montana football, the toughness and, and the uh, fortitude and all that sort of stuff. So... Uh, I like the pick. It also puts Big Sky up there uh, in the ranks of, of 37 lore. There's only two towns in Montana that have had multiple 37s. It's Helena and Missoula. Helena Capitals had three 37s. Jason Krebo, Caleb Kidder, and Marcus Wellnell. Helena High has had two 37s. A.D. Pedic and Ryan Featherston. And now Big Sky has had two 37s. Jordan Tripp and Levi Janicaro. All the rest of the 37s, whether it's Tim Houck from Big Timber, Todd Erickson from Butte, uh, C.J. Pitcher from Anaconda, Lauren Utterback from Fort Benton, Carson Bender from Deer Lodge, Tucker Shy from Malta, Jesse Sims from Stevensville, Jace Lewis from Townsend, 
a bunch of small towns, one-horse towns, and, and one high school towns represented. But the only two towns that have multiple 37s, Missoula and Helena, and the only two, there's only three high schools that have multiple 37s. It's Capital with three, Helena High with two, and now Missoula Big Sky with two as well. Levi Janicaro, the new number 37 for the Grizz. That's your news of the day here on Nuanas Now. Andrew, your thoughts uh, on Janicaro? Again, 37, we talked about this because there's a great event going on on Saturday at Dazzler's Car Wash right next to us. Um, Marcus Wilnell and a bunch of other Grizz guys will be there for a customer appreciation party between 11 and 3 on Saturday. They'll have hamburgers and hot dogs, and the Grizz will be serving burgers. Get your car washed. Get entered for a free year of car washes. But also, Marcus is going to give Levi the jersey at this event. But we talked about this last week when we were promoting this event, Andrew, and there was a variety of guys that we thought would be in the mix for 37. Braxton Hill, uh, Tyler Flink, Garrett Graves, uh, maybe even Carson Rostad, Ty- Ryan Tyrrell, a whole bunch of guys with uh, Montana and specifically Western Montana roots. Uh, but Janet Carroll's the guy that gets it. Your thoughts on uh, the new number 37 for the Grizz? Definitely deserving. I'm, I think it's just you know extra special that he's a Missoula guy. He's grown up here his whole life, now getting the number 37. Uh, just interesting. I'm just interested to see... Um, you know, not that this translates out onto the field or anything, but I think that Levi Janicaro was poised to have a great, huge year anyway. For sure. Just because of opportunity and because of what he showed last year. You know, we've been seeing guys for years follow the sort of career track that he has coming up and playing special teams. Now he's going to be a guy who's going to have the opportunity to put up a ton of stats on the, on the field this year. Uh, so just interested, honestly, to, to see him do that. Me too, and he certainly was going to have elevated opportunities. And uh, like I said, more than anything, I think somewhere along the lines, uh, it's not that we lost it because I think a lot of us out there still appreciate it. But glitz and glam and fame and awards and all conference accolades and trophies and all that sort of stuff, that's a part of all this. And and obviously, anybody that works in sports, no matter which side of the the sideline you're on, we're all competitive, and we all want to win, and we all want to see winning, and we all judge based on winning and, and all that sort of stuff. But somewhere along the lines in the, the muddling, especially of college athletics, with this just tremendous influx of money, it's uh, what football, especially at the FCS level, is supposed to be all about is the coming-of-age ceremony for young men. It is a true proving ground, one of the last true proving grounds for young men, and their maturation into a man and then being ready to go out into the world and serve their communities and be great leaders, that's what it's supposed to be all about, and that's the reason I'm so proud of Levi Janicaro because I think that he really has grown and developed uh, as a man, first and foremost, and I think that that's, uh, that's an important thing and hopefully one I, uh, that we don't lose track of. Nuan is now here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A couple more uh, pieces of recruiting news. Lady Grizz signed a couple players earlier this week. Uh, They got commitments um, from an Arizona State transfer and a Portland transfer, and then today... Maggie Espen-Miller-McGraw, who was a starter at Iowa State as a freshman, averaged uh, almost nine points per game as a freshman, then got hurt as a sophomore, and has struggled to find 
uh, consistent minutes at Iowa State the last couple of years. She's the latest of the transfers uh, to the Lady Grizz. Andrew, I actually added this to your notebook because uh, we'll have a notebook uh, about all the comings and goings in the big sky here because it's been a, sort of a whirlwind two weeks. Uh, but I think that your your premise here r- remains true with a third edition. Uh, y- y- you wrote in here how it, 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 it was very clear that the Lady Grizz know the talent that they have coming back and they're sort of loading up, and this is just a, another one. So where are we at with this? Is is there such thing as too many transfers, or where are we at with just uh, the, the three additions that the Lady Grizz have made over the last week or so? Yeah, well, if you can manage it, it's not a problem. If you can have everybody getting along, it's not a problem because, as I sort of wrote, the Lady Grizz are in a position here where if these players can can offer them something, that's great. If they can't, you know, they've got enough talent coming back and coming into the program anyway. You know, they need these players to be able to soak up some minutes. They need these players to be in the rotation. They don't need any of these players to be the centerpieces of their team. What if these players need to be the centerpieces of the team, though? Well, then that just comes back to managing it, you sure, know? right. I mean, I think that... What if what if one, if not all of these players, is better than anybody they have on the roster? Then that's great. Is it, though? Yeah. Because if you have senior tried and true, like... Like, let's say Carmen G. Feller becomes Montana's fourth option next year. Is that going to work? Sure. Interesting. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But we don't know. It's a big maybe. To me, it's a big maybe. Yeah, I guess there. what you're saying is there is some upside with these guys as well because aside from, you know, I think they're loading up a little bit. All three of these girls have dealt with injuries in their college careers. Right. And that's potentially part of why they were in the transfer portal. Uh, because, you know, you have a good freshman year like this Maggie Espen Miller McGraw girl. You have a good freshman year, then you get hurt, you fall out of the rotation, you're struggling with injuries coming back. I mean, maybe they're they're just undervalued assets, and maybe they are great big sky players. But I guess my initial read on it was that, you know, these are players who are going to be the 6th, 7th, 8th, soaking up the backup center minutes, you know? Interesting. Uh, just, just sort of filling in the gaps on a team that, you know, I think at this point is pretty clearly the most talented team in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, I think that it, it all comes down to how the, the hierarchy works out. Uh, I'm not singling out Carmen G. Feller other than that she's just been Montana's leading scorer for the last couple of years. Uh, I do think that there are certain scenarios in which if the transfers you bring in are better than some of the returners you have coming back, that's a plus. If they're better than all the returners you're coming back, then you have a lot of work to do in terms of re-establishing the hierarchy of your rotations and your team. But but we'll see. I mean, more good players never hurt anybody unless the chemistry is the thing that, that derails what you're trying to do. I mean, I don't know, man. You went from being the guy who was saying the only thing that matters is how much talent you can bring in when yeah. we were talking about Matt Logie coming into Montana sure. State. Sure. To Yeah, I mean, it could be a challenge. Brian Holsinger is clearly confident that he can he can handle that if that becomes a, an issue. The di- the difference here is that Montana State must bring in several players that are better than anybody they have in their on their roster. That's a must. They have to. That is a requirement for them to be a good Big Sky Conference team next year. Whereas, if you bring in players that are better than the players that Montana has, that's great because it means you added good talent. But then you're going to have to find a way to manage all of it and, and make them fall in to line. I think the other thing that is worth pointing out about these Lady Grizz transfers is that uh, it, it's a re-emphasis on some of the pipelines. Bri- Brian Holsinger has recruiting connections in both Europe and Australia. 
Uh, Amy Greenslade, their Arizona State transfers from Australia, so that continues that pipeline. He also has recruiting connections around the Northwest, as you know, you should and, and you must if you're the Lady Grizz. MJ Bruno, the transfer from Portland, she's from Central Valley High School in Spokane. And uh, then although Iowa State, um, there's no previous connection to that specific young lady, but they were certainly recruiting Iowa State because the Lexi Darnaski, Darnarski, excuse me, is the older sister of one of their prized freshmen who's coming in, Madison Darnaski, and so they were trying to recruit the older sister a little bit, but then she's going to probably end up at like Stanford or UConn or one of the top programs in the country. So, uh, sort of just, I guess what I'm saying is there's a familiarity there as well, and I think that helps when it comes to transfers. Well, and I think that helps with what you're talking about, right? Like, yeah. Brian Holsinger has people who he knows. He's not recruiting these girls sight unseen. Right. He has people who he knows who can give him solid references For on sure. sort of the character, the chemistry, right. potential issues with these girls, right? Yeah. And I know he's a guy who who values fit as well off the court, you know? Sure. For sure. No, as down ESPN Radio, we have a $50 gift card for you to Town Pump. All you got to do is call us, 406-888-1029. You call us, but you ought to have a question ready for me. Ask me about Big Sky Conference football, one form or fashion or another. Call right now, 406-888-1029. You can ask me about the Grizz, the Cats, the conference as a whole. If you get through and you got a question, we'll bring you on, and that'll get you a $50 gift card to Town Pump. Town Pump has been the proud sponsor of our spring football coverage all month long. They'll be taking us on the road to Bozeman tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting live from Skyshed, downtown Bozeman, uh, at the Armory Hotel. So if you're in or around Bozeman, uh, come see us. Come say hi. Come hang out. Uh, we're, we'll be on hand to cover the Montana State spring game. Uh, Town Pump, there's Town Pump's all over Montana, keeping you fueled up and keeping us fueled up as well. Town Pump by the Mile, uh, we appreciate them for continuing to help us uh, take this show on the road and uh, let the traveling radio show continue. 406-888-1029. We'll take a break and come back. If you have Big Sky questions for us, we'll be ready. We also have our Big Sky Spotlight, Andy Thompson, new head coach of the Sac State Hornets. Next, keep it right here, Big Sky Football Talk rolls on. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here at Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me though because this is like full circle. This is this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. So tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies. They're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role they have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Yeah. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people, and they are just the best of the best. And I would say 
that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Cool newish band. They're playing over there on the trail, 103.3. The 1975 is what they're called. They have a couple great songs in the rotation. We'll learn about the new music from the boys over at the trail. If you ever change the channel off of this, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, you can always go one notch up the dial, 103.3 The Trail. This is Nuana's now here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN MT app. It's time now for our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. If you're in a legal pickle, you have any sort of uh, criminal defense, personal injury, or DUI needs for representation, Dave Maldonado, one of the top litigators in the state of Montana. You can find out more about how his firm can help you at BigSkyDefender.com. We still got that gift card for you, Town Pump, 50 bucks. All you got to do is call me right now, 406-888-1029. You got to ask me a question about Big Sky Conference football. If you do it, call number one. We'll take you 50 bucks, town pump. He's got to come on and ask me a question uh, here on Nuanas Now. We'll also talk some Bobcat football here before the end of the hour is over as we are on our way to Bozeman for the uh, MSU spring game tomorrow. The spring game is actually on Saturday We'll be broadcasting live from the Armory Hotel, specifically Skyshed, one of their three restaurant and bar properties there at the Armory. It's on the rooftop. We'll be broadcasting to you live from there tomorrow, 4 to 6. So if you're in and around downtown Bozeman, uh, swing on by. Looks like we have a caller. Who are we speaking with? Uh, this is Chris. What's up, Chris? How you doing? Not much, man. Just uh, got a question for you. I'm, I'm wondering if you know the uh, average amount of portal transfers that's going on in the Big Sky Conference for football. Ooh, for football is an interesting question. I've been tracking the basketball ones feverishly. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, and I had a little uh, offhand gentleman's bet. We put the over-under for transfer portal entries out of Big Sky Conference men's basketball at 49 and a half. If it's if it hits the over, that will mean a full one third of Big Sky Conference scholarship men's basketball players will have entered the portal. Last time I checked, we are already at forty two, and we still have uh, another month to go. the The portal deadline is May eleventh, so a little bit less than a month to go for Big Sky uh, men's hoops. Uh, in terms of football, the the window. I think is about to open back up, but it's been closed for a little while. Uh, we, there's been a, a lot of comings and goings. Um, probably the biggest names tra- of transfers going out of the league. Uh, Cameron Scadaboo, who was the Big Sky Offensive Player of the Year at Sacramento State, who, by the way, Andy Thompson, Sac State head coach, will join us uh, here momentarily. But there hasn't been a ton of portal movement from the Montana schools. I'm even trying to think of, of any of the Grizz that have entered the portal here in recent weeks. The Cats have had a couple guys. 
Uh, Aaron Gurley, who was a defensive lineman out of Arizona, a young guy who redshirted last year, he was an early entry to the portal. Sean Austin, who was a former uh, state champion quarterback in Idaho, came to Montana State to play for Jeff Choate. He recently entered the portal as well. Um, but for as much as the portal's been churning at a breakneck pace in basketball and as much as it was churning coming out of last season, there hasn't been a ton of movement in Big Sky Conference football when it comes to the portal. It's a good question. Thanks for calling in, Chris, and congratulations. You are the winner of a $50 gift card from Town Pump. But that's a to-be-determined uh, conversation. We were going to hold that, and we'll, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, because spring football is about to wrap basically across the Big Sky. So it's going to start churning again. Basically, I don't think we've seen much movement because the guys that are currently at their their uh, respective schools have been either trying to fortify their position on the depth chart or straight up make the roster, and now we're going to have more clarity of that once spring ball ends. Then you'll have comings and goings. Maybe guys aren't satisfied with where they're at on the depth chart. Uh, maybe they're maybe they're not on the depth chart. Maybe the coaching staff wants, wants to go a different direction. So uh, as... Much as there's been a little bit of movement, not that much movement lately, there's a lot of Big Sky Conference transfer portal movement, uh, I believe, in football coming up. Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Our next guest played his college football at the University of Montana from 1999 to 2003. He started coaching the Big Sky Conference in 2006 on Jerome Sauer's staff at Northern Arizona. He spent more than a decade at NAU, including 10 years as the defensive coordinator there for the Lumberjacks. And he's been the defensive coordinator the last three seasons at Sacramento State, helping the Hornets to a 23-1 Big Sky Conference record and three straight Big Sky Conference championships. Troy Taylor departed in the offseason, and this next guest, Andy Thompson, was elevated to the head coaching position. Here's our Big Sky Spotlight interview for the week with the new Sac State head coach. Well, it's time now for our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Any sort of criminal defense, personal injury, you're in some sort of a legal bind, you want to call Maldonado Law. You can find everything that they can do for you at BigSkyDefender.com, and they bring us the Big Sky Spotlight each week. We put a high priority on the Big Sky Spotlight here the last couple weeks on making the rounds and catching up with some of the new head coaches in Big Sky Conference football as most programs around the Big Sky are either in the midst of or wrap it up spring football. And uh, now we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a good friend of the show, a guy who has joined us many times in a variety of different roles, but now the new head coach for the Sacramento State Hornets. It's Andy Thompson. Coach Thompson, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Good. Been busy. Um, we got four practices this week to finish out spring ball and and then recruiting and and then I've got three boys that are on three different baseball teams so oh, either wow. coaching football or watching little league baseball so it's an, it's an exciting time it's it's been fun well no rest for the weary to be sure let's start with spring football then it's interesting the different times uh, that various programs around the big sky start but so you guys are just getting close to wrapping up here is that my understanding Yes, yes, we're in our, our our third week, fourth week here. I think uh, practice eleven today, and um, we'll go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, and then we'll finish next Tuesday for 
kind of a non-padded one. So, yeah, it's been a good four weeks, and I feel like we've got a lot of guys in the program, so we've got a chance to get a lot of reps, and it's been awesome uh, seeing the development of a lot of the younger guys that are in your program that are uh, a year older and, you know, you're getting stronger in the weight room, so it's been fun. What sort of things have, have you tried to implement uh, to maybe put your brand on the program, or how has it been just transitioning to a head coach? Because you coached in this league forever, but first time as a head coach. So how's that transition been like for you? Uh, an adjustment, a big adjustment. I'm still um, you know, calling the defense and being defense coordinator, and then obviously um, head coaching responsibilities, getting to know all the players on the entire team. I knew most of them. Um, the great thing is we've got a great staff, um, a lot of guys that have been here. Um, Coach Frescas and Coach Richardson were here, and, and Coach LaPan. They're all offensive coaches. We hired um, a receiver coach and a running back coach that have come in, done a great job, Coach Prince and Coach Pumphrey. Um, so it's just, you know, it's been getting to everybody on the same page um, and, and trying not to change too many things. We've done a lot of great things in this program, um, and I, I, we want to continue all the things we were doing well. And every year, um, there's kind of strengths and weaknesses that you learn about your team and, um, you know, practice format or, or what you need. So every year is a little bit different in college football because you always graduate some guys. And that's what we've been looking at and working on is, you know, what are the strengths of our team? And if there's weaknesses, you know, what can we improve? Andy Thompson, Sacramento State head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave Maldonado and his team can help you. Sac State over the last three seasons, that's including the uh, the no season in 2020. So from 2019 to 2022, 30 and 8 overall, 23 and 1 in Big Sky Conference play. It's been an unprecedented run in terms of Sacramento State's football history, but also one of the great uh, three-year runs that we've seen in the Big Sky period, especially in the modern era, given how much parity there's been in the league. So, Coach, how do you sort of maintain that, capitalize on the momentum of that, and also then transition uh, to yourself as the leader of a program that has been so successful over the last several years? I think we're just trying to do it day-to-day. I think, um, you know, we want to make sure that there's no entitlement. We know that there's nobody that's going to just hand us anything. It's a new year. And so you got to go back to work, and you got to build great habits. And you've got a great, you know, the, the guys all uh, going in the same direction. Um, a lot of that goes in the weight room. And a new strength coach, Nathan Morris, um, came to us and has been really doing a good job of working with the guys for the first eight weeks of the semester. And then we got into to more football um, during spring ball. And then, um, obviously, we'll – We'll get, take finals here in early May, and then those guys will go and get a couple of weeks, and then we'll start our summer program. So really working on the day-to-day um, work ethic of the team and every, making sure everybody's got a great attitude and we're working hard. and um, You know, we're, we're serving our school and each other uh, and knowing that it's not just about one guy on the team. we got to have great depth. And so um, that's something that, again, getting reps in practice and, and – getting bigger and stronger and making sure our nutrition's great. There's, there's something every day that you can work on. Um, but we try to work on the day-to-day or try to lean more on the day-to-day process than looking at, you know, overall goals, um, in our program. Um, well, that's, that's kind of been our, our secret. And, um, we're trying to try to do that again. You yourself made a name for yourself as a defensive coach, namely the defensive coordinator at Northern Arizona for about 10 seasons. And then at Sac state for the last three taking over for an offensive guy in Troy Taylor, who's now the head coach at Stanford. So how does that transition work? And uh, how, how do you sort of hope to, 
to be on both sides of the ball. Now, I know it's funny. You think back way back in the day, I think you came to Montana originally as a quarterback for, for your playing days. So yeah. uh, how do you sort of see the lens through a holistic view now, um, now that you're a head coach? Uh, great question. Yeah, I was lucky. I actually coached my first two years at Northern Arizona as a running back coach. Uh, I did get a chance to play quarterback. Um, I always tell people I was so good at quarterback, they moved me to linebacker. So <laughs> it was a short stint short stint there. But, um, no, I've, I've been exposed to both sides of the ball, and I've actually worked um, special teams, and, and so that's a huge part of the game. So I think the biggest thing you do try to do as a head coach is you try to hire really good people. And the great thing is, is we had coaches that – um, are familiar with our offense. Coach Freskis would be calling the offense. And um, I think one of the worst things I could do is, you know, be over there giving him 9 million suggestions. He knows he knows what to do. He knows how um, great offenses work. And, and so I've been trying to give him um, freedom. And, and same thing with Coach Richardson, Coach Mill Line. Those guys know what to do and how to do it. And they've been a big part of, of the success we've had here on offense. Um, it'd be a little different if we completely changed everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky to get to have a lot of carryover um, on defense. You know, Craig Polson's here. I, I played for him. He's a mainstay. He helps a lot on defense. Cherokee Valerie has been here. He's been in the conference for a lot of years. And then we hired two really good assistants um, on defense also, Coach Cooper and, and Coach Slowey that have good experience. Um, and so I think that the, the main role as a head coach is to try to hire really good people and let them do their job and support them and support the players in every, you know, facet of it. So I, I hope um, when you watch us this next year, we won't we won't be looking too much different. You know, I'm sure there'll be a few things because there's going to be a few new players, and those styles are always a little different, but got to hire really good people. From a logistics standpoint, will you keep calling the defense? Yes, I am going to do that, yeah, right now for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, I saw Coach Taylor do that and got a up-close and personal view on how he did it and how he managed it and, and I've been doing that this spring, and it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy coaching. I really do. I enjoy the uh, all parts of it. Um, and I uh, feel like that's a that's a huge part of, of um, my happiness is getting a chance to work with those guys on, on the defensive side of the ball and, and the offense and planning practice and doing all those things. As a head coach, you can still do. You just got to try to be great with your time management, and I'm learning that. I'm, I'm sure I'm making some mistakes along the way. I'm definitely not. Not perfect, but, uh, yeah, I'm still definitely going to be calling the defense. And that's, again, with a lot of great help from the assistants. So when we say call the defense, that's there's a lot of preparation that goes into all that with the whole staff. Um, but, yeah, I will be, I'll be still doing that. Andy Thompson joining us here on Nuanas Now. He is the new head coach at Sacramento State, but a guy who's been around the big sky for nearly 20 years as a coach and uh, more than 20 years between his time as a player at the University of Montana uh, and then the last two decades plus as a coach here in the Big Sky Conference. One guy I find fascinating on your staff, and I actually first learned about this guy when I was living out in Washington, and I had uh, season tickets to the Washington Huskies, and Jake Browning was just about to come out of Folsom High School, and I'm reading Jake Browning's recruiting profile, and this guy threw like 90 touchdowns his senior year of high school. I'm sitting here thinking, this has to be a typo. No, it's not. And uh, that was at Folsom High School where both Troy Taylor, who's now at Stanford, and then Chris Richardson, who you just mentioned is your offensive line coach, were both at. And uh, Coach Richardson had such an unbelievable run at Folsom High School. I think he lost something like 20 games in 14 years as the head coach. So uh, unbelievable yeah. run. 
what do you like about what he brings to your staff, and, and how much does that play into sort of your guys' offensive philosophies, having a guy that has been such a prolific offensive coach in the past, but also uh, an, an ace when it comes to mentoring offensive linemen? It's, it's yeah, it's very valuable. Um, you're, you know, your your line coaches have so such a big group. So Chris, you know, he coaches 18 guys. Um, you know, and five of them are out there every single play on offense. So um, he he just does a great job of not only developing them but setting the standard of 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 how they they have to practice to be great. And um, you know, he had a great career before he got here. Um, and he you know he worked with Coach Frescas there, who's who's also our quarterback coach. He was at Folsom, and they worked together um, before or while Troy was there, and then afterwards. So um, they've got uh, great continuity. They know each other really well, and Chris has been valuable. Um, you know, as as a first year head coach myself, he, he did he was a head coach for a long time, so just giving me some wisdom on things and and he's a great guy and great person. And um so very lucky to have him on our staff. Our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Maldonado Law. Visit bigskydefender.com. Uh, just break down your roster for us a little bit. I mean, how do you expect uh, the sort of the identity of this team to evolve? Where do you have maybe the best, uh, or I guess the, the the most veteran returners coming back? And how do you hope uh, sort of the roster evolves here as you guys get close to the end of spring ball and then head into the off season? I think um, you know, starting on offense, right, we got four um, linemen back that have played a lot of football, especially our center and guard um, tackle. I think Trey. Uh, or Troy Stiefel has been here. I think he's going to seventh year because um, he had a medical and he had a COVID and he had a redshirt year. So that's kind of where we're at in college football is you have some really veteran guys um, in your program. And I think the offensive line's got a lot of returners coming back. Obviously, our tight end, Marshall Martin, most people know. he's. I think he's been a three-time All-American. And he's he's looking great in spring, catching the football. And we're really lucky to have him. Um, and he's he's should have a great senior year. And then at tailback, uh, Marcus Fulcher, um, uh, I think he was honorable mention all-conference, but very um, versatile back that can catch the ball and run it. I'm excited about him. And then we got all of the receivers that, are, that have been back that have played a bunch of ball. Some of those guys started as true freshmen. Um, and uh, Devin Gandy will be a huge one back. He didn't come back until the playoffs last year. We missed him all last year with a knee injury. And he's back, and he's really a fast, um, great receiver. And so uh, there are some guys that we lost. Obviously, the two quarterbacks were great players. Pierre Williams was a great player. Um, Scadaboo was a good player. But we feel like there's a lot of guys in the program that have done a lot of things on offense that uh, you know we can hopefully keep it rolling. And then on defense, um, Armand Bailey's back in the middle. He's here for his sixth year. Um, and then Brock's back. So we got veteran uh, linebackers back in our whole front defensive line. Is A lot of those guys are back with Jet Stanley and Hardeman and um, a whole group of defensive ends that have played quite a bit of ball. And the same thing in our safety positions. We didn't lose any of our safeties. Um, obviously, trying to replace Marte Mapu is probably the biggest um, thing. We're, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that with one guy. He was so good. I'm hoping he's going to get drafted here in a couple weeks. Um, sure sounds like it. But he, he played really well for us. We have to replace him at nickel. But, again, we've got three guys that are in the program right now that have played behind him. And... Uh, and Caleb Nelson at corner. So it's kind of a rundown. Um, special teams, you know, we do have to, to replace our, our, our place kicker who was really good. And we've got a couple guys battling that out right now. And then our punter's back. So I think that gives you a whole team. 
Gotta love it. I gotta circle back just to the quarterbacks for one quick minute because it's always a question mark. No matter what, it's always a, yeah. a high point of interest. But Asher O'Hara, such an awesome player last year, as was Jake Dunaway, and you guys did such a great job of making them sort of mesh as this two-headed monster at quarterback. But with both those guys gone, uh, where do you go? I know you brought in Carson Camp uh, from South Dakota, who's a guy that people from Montana saw uh, when South Dakota was yeah. in town uh, last year. And I know Caden Bennett's still in the program as well, former transfer from Nevada. So uh, how are you feeling about your quarterback position? How do you hope that uh, position battle plays out? I know they're getting a lot of reps, and they're getting better, and Coach Preston's doing a good job with those guys. Like you mentioned, Carson Camp and Caden Bennett are kind of older guys that have played um, and, and are very um, athletic and have a great skill set, and it's been fun to watch them develop. And then we have two guys that are very uh, they're younger but are very athletic, um, Hale, um, who comes from De La Salle. I think you know he's won a, won a bunch of games in high school. He's a three-year starter there. And then we have Carson Conklin, who's coming from Centennial, which is a big-time program, and he actually enrolled early. Um, so he's, you know, he should be going to his prom here, but he's going to play in our spring game on Saturday. So he's been really good um, so far and can throw the ball and makes makes a lot of things happen when he's in there. So I think we got four guys that are really competing hard. It'll be a great competition, and and we'll uh, we'll put them through a lot of reps and see where we're at. And I'm sure we're going to need, you know, you always need more than one. So feel really good about the depth and just how well those guys are working at it and how much they're around and and competing and trying to make each other better. Andy Thompson, Sac State head coach here on our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Last thing for you then, Coach, I know that uh, you mentioned you take it day by day, and that's been the key to success there at Sac State for the last handful of years. Uh, but have you had any opportunity or, or any thought on what the Big Sky Conference might be like? And, and just broadly, what have you thought of just kind of the way that the league has evolved uh, as a guy that's been around the league about as long as anybody? I think it's, you know, every year um, there's teams that emerge. Um, there's schools that, you know, put an emphasis on football. You just look at the facilities that are being built in the conference. Um, you look at the coaches. Um, I think there's, it's very, very good football. It's very competitive. And, um, and then you've seen the success on the field from, from a lot of different schools that have gotten in the playoffs, obviously Montana state, um, making a run and the way they, they played in our league, we didn't get a chance to play them, but just watching them before, um, Montana again, coming into our game, I think was ranked second in the country and they've, they've done really well every year. And then there's, you know, Weber State with with their transition. But, again, they've had players, and they've been tough. And Idaho, same thing. Uh, they, they've done a great job and get going. So every year you kind of – there's different teams that come through. Um, so it's an exciting league to be a part of. I know it's a challenge every week to coach in. Um, a lot of the guys are really good. I know Coach Hawkins is just, you know, right here close to us and, you know, how much they're investing in football and what they're doing and then how good a program he's built there. So it's it's everywhere, and it's it's a challenge and a lot of fun to be a part of and looking forward to uh, another great year. Andy Thompson, Sac State head coach, Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. Coach, great catching up. Best of luck with the rest of spring ball. I know we'll be hanging out probably at Big Sky Media Days before we know it, uh, but in the meantime, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much for making some time for us today. No, thank you, Coulter. You always do a great job. I always talk about you really uh, – give the conference um, great coverage and everybody appreciates it and, and uh, 
anytime we can talk, it's great. Appreciate that. Andy Thompson, Grizz alum, here on Nuanas Now. How about a Class A star head of the Bobcats for women's basketball? That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. I got to admit, I said something wrong right before we went to the break. I said that uh, Colstrip is Class A. They were Class A forever. They're actually Class B. Maybe even more impressive than that they're sending uh, a young lady to play Division I basketball at Montana State. Welcome back. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Quickly, let's do a prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. The late signing period is open for college basketball. That's why you're seeing the official additions of a lot of these transfers. And uh, one young lady from right here in Montana that is a late addition to the Montana State women's basketball team is Malia Egan. She was the point guard on Colstrip's 2022 Class B State Championship team. They had a bunch of injuries last year and uh, had, had a more tough go at it. But uh, as a junior, Egan was one of the best players on their state championship team. And uh, she comes to Montana State with some parallels. I thought the article on uh, 406 MT Sports today was interesting. They were comparing her to Darian White. That's a pretty tough comparison. <laughs> Darian White's one of the best players I've ever covered in my life. Uh, so, I mean, I have never seen Malia Egan play, and I'm sure she's good. To very good. That's just really big shoes to fill. But uh, Montana State women's basketball coach Trisha Bidford said, Egan hates to lose. She's super tough. She's very explosive. I think she's got an untapped ceiling. She's going to be a really feisty bobcat that her fans are going to love watching. So uh, interesting. It's hard to doubt Trisha Bidford at this point. She's had four outstanding point guards in a row and has had uh, no less than six, maybe seven, Really, really good point guards in her now 18 seasons at Montana State. So, uh, Benford herself, a great point guard coach, and she was herself a great point guard. And so, uh, optimistic for sure about the, the prospects of this young lady. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Darian Wright's resume unparalleled. So, maybe that's a little bit of a reach. But either way, uh, cool for Malia Ingen to be uh, landing at Montana State. And uh, it's always great when... Small school kids from Montana get the, get a chance in D1 athletics, especially in D1 hoops, because it is such an uphill battle. It's our Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. Visit FarmersEbank.com to check out all the good things Farmers State Bank has got going on. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, and one of your favorites, Colt Anderson. The beginning of our Montana Football Hall of Fame interview series begins at 530 Jam-packed hour number two, right around the corner. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, 
and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.